Thank you for tuning in to Health Life Today. I'm your host, Robert D. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, just welcome you all today. Glad you tuned in. Um, just going to uh, share from my heart today. Um, as of this date right now, it is March 28th, uh, 2020. We're almost into April. It's the time of the coronavirus going around. And everybody's in a lot of upheaval. A lot of things going on. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that today. I am going to talk about make the most of your time. Um, use your time wisely. Um, there's a lot of things in my heart and uh, a lot of things have been going on. I, I, I just want to say that if I could say anything to you today, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then make sure that you return. You return to him, you return to his word. Um, I'm seeing a lot in this hour. This I'm seeing an awful lot. Some things I don't even want to repeat what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. I am seeing men of God that in the past I have revered, I have respected. And when I listen to them today, I, I it's not even the same person. Uh, it's not even, and I'm just, you've got to be kidding me. And I, so I am taking my time and literally crying out to God and, and just asking God to show me um, his ways and to learn more of his ways. I want to live a life that's pleasing to him. I haven't always done that. And he's showing me that. And um, I thank God that, you know, I have had time to just wait on him. I've had time to seek him. And um, things are changing. And this is this is a quick life, folks. Um, if you're not an un, if you're not a believer in the Lord, <clears throat> I hope that uh, I can say something to you that would draw you to him, because there is no true life without God. Man in his best state is altogether vanity. I mean, man in his best day, David wrote that, and man is always trying to deify himself, if I may say it like that. And I'm seeing it as a joke. Uh, you got to be kidding me. Our life is but a vapor. We're here and then we're gone. It's very quick, folks. So I want to make the most of it um, from this day forward. I This is a brand new day. This is the day of salvation for me. For those of you who do not know the Lord, I may say things that you may not understand. All I say to you is get in God's word. Begin to read and let your mind get renewed and you check out what I'm saying and see if these things are so. And to the believers, the Christians that are listening to this, I would say unto you, please take time. Return to the Lord. I mean, with your whole heart. Um, don't return to religion. Don't return to, you know, a form of godliness, but worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, years ago, um, I, I want to say it's over 30 now um, that I've been a believer um, that, you know, I, I got married and me and my wife, we were both, you know, infants in the Lord, so to speak. We were just growing. We were brand new babies. In, in God. And uh, so we wanted to learn everything that we possibly could uh, as fast as we could, you know. So we would visit churches and, 
And so we got exposed to different denominations. Uh, we were Assemblies of God. Uh, we got married in Assemblies of God Church, a very good church. Um, we were we met in a Pentecostal church, uh, and then we had gone to Baptist church, and then we were introduced to Charismatics. And I had not a clue, <laughs> but I had never heard of that before. Charismatics, you know, what, what is that? And but um, with, with Charismatic people, they, they believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, and back then, it was uh, you know. The gift of tongues or even praying in tongues was very important to them. And they kind of like looked down on others that didn't believe in tongues or didn't pray in tongues and, you know, or the gift of tongues. And and it was just like a like a pride, like, you know, and I'm saying that from experience because uh, me and my wife were around uh, some of the people we met people. Uh, even if we were out of state, we met people from all over and we would just go back to our room and say, wow, that person was really full of themselves, huh? <laughs> it's like, because they couldn't shut up. And they kept on talking about themselves. And they had this air about them where they would just look down on others. And I just want to say, that's not a good thing with the Lord. If you think you're better than someone, uh, you're, you're missing the whole point. You know, um, the closer you walk with God, you know, you know that you fall far short. Um, I'm learning that every day of my life, and um, it's humbling. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus said, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's not an intellectual knowledge. That takes the work of God working in your heart to reduce you, to bring you to a place to become poor of spirit where you are actually needful of him and his word and his people and, and, and anything and anything that comes from God. Uh, including enemies, you begin to understand that the ways of God are there to to humble you so that he can exalt you and not the opposite where you exalt yourself. And so back then, so we were exposed to the different streams, if I may say it like that, whether you're Baptist, Pentecostal, and the Charismatics, and there was an error. And the Charismatics, you know, they and even today, they boast in the fact that they're free. And I, I, I visited some places, especially on worship teams, where they're free. They're free to raise their hands, they're free to dance, and they're free to this. And they really think they're free. But I want to say this. Uh, what is Jesus' purpose for coming? What did he set you free for? Uh, to, to sing and dance and be free and raise your hands? And, well, yeah, but much more than that, he came to set you free from, from sin. You know, thou shalt call his name Jesus and he shall deliver his people from their sins. He shall save them from their sins. That hasn't changed. And you, even as a believer, I want to say that has not changed. And sinfulness to to one person, what's sin to one person is not to another. I get all that. But I'm saying the closer that you walk with him, you're going to find that there's some things in you and things in me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> but it brings you down. So this thing with, with so they're looking down. So, so you've heard maybe this before. I'll repeat it. Um, charismatics, they believe in the, the gifts of the spirit. And, you know, and the saying goes like, you know, if you're just all word, you know, you dry up, you know, word without the spirit, you kind of dry up. If you're all spirit and no word, you blow up. 
you know, but both together, you know, like the wings of a bird, the word and the spirit, then you go up. And the truth is, you need both. I mean, you need everything that God has provided for us to go up into him, to be rising above your situations. And the Lord does want to lift us. I believe that. But he, you know, he that first descended, then he ascended. There's an order there. And there's people I just heard recently, very popular preacher. I mean, very popular. He was he declared and he said, God isn't in the business of decreasing you. He wants to increase you. He wants to push you forward. And I'm listening to this and I'm going, <laughs> no, 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 no. He will first decrease you. Like I said before, you, you cannot get poor in spirit by continually being increased. If you if if somebody gave me a million dollars today, OK, I've been greatly increased. But really, have I? Hmm. My flesh has been increased. And all of a sudden, things chemically will change inside me. And I might begin to look down on people because they don't have this what I have. I've got this strength. I can go wherever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can Because I've got this thing that's just been added to me. I've been increased. And the Lord's telling me, no, the way of his kingdom is first a decrease. Do I have any examples? I can give you one. The rich young ruler. If any of you know the story. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, you know, um, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, well, you know the law. Do this, do that. He, he quotes, you know, the commandments to him. And, and the man says, well, all these I've kept from my youth up. Like, I'm a pretty good guy. And then Jesus, in, one of, in Mark's gospel, says, and Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And he said, well, if you want to be perfect, Go sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and come take up your cross and follow me and you'll have riches in heaven. And the man turned around, if you know the story, he turned around and walked away. Now that was a word of decrease. That wasn't a word of increase. It was a word of increase if he received the decrease, <laughs> you know. It has to be that way. God's ways are not our ways. You can't serve him the way you want to serve him. He has a way and it's very, very personal. I'm learning that as a, every day as it's very, very personal what the Lord is requiring. And so that was a word of decrease. Another one is Jonah. Jonah, I want you to go preach. The word comes to him, preach to the people of Nineveh. And what does he do? He goes the other way. <laughs> why, why did he do that? He didn't want to do that. So he disobeyed. But that word would have done something to him originally. God wanted him to have a heart like father's heart for people. And they were wicked people. And I get on that. And I don't want to get into Jonah right now. I, I want to stay on, on the course that I have. My point for sharing this is basically this. We need the word and we need the spirit. And if you choose one over the other, I'm seeing this right in front of my eyes. You're going to be greatly deceived. There's going to be a, there already is a strong delusion over people because they receive not the love of the truth. I believe you can find that in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. There's a great 
deception going on. And it, it even says that God will send a strong delusion because they did not receive the love of the truth. What is the love of the truth? You know, a lot can be said about that. The love of the truth is I'm nothing without God. That's the truth. And God's not going, he's not here. He didn't come so that he can meet all my, my you know, satisfy all my natural needs. That, that's not why God gave his life. He did that. He did everything unto his father. And the quicker that you know this, the quicker that you know that you're really, you're really nothing. You know, uh, and it's God that takes the nothing and he can work with somebody who's been brought low. He can work with somebody who's been reduced, who, who, who can say, Lord, you know, like Mary, you know, when the angel come to Mary, you're going to give birth. How can this be? I've never been with a man. But then, you know, the angel explains to her how this is going to happen. And she says, OK. Nevertheless, at your word, let your will be done. In other words, I don't understand all this, but I'm going to humble myself and let it be. And it's the same with us. And so <clears throat> what I'm seeing today, and I'm trying to say this, is that there used to be a looking down of the people who were all dried up. They were just in the word. And, and of course, the people in the word, I don't really know how they felt about all the prideful charismatics, but... You know, I, I've been exposed to both. And, and right now, and I need to say this, I'm seeing this, especially in the charismatic place, they have so neglected the word of God that they're under that strong delusion. I'm hearing things coming out of people I never thought in a million years I would hear. I'm talking about men that, I, like I said earlier, I have revered, respected, bought some of their books. Um, I'm listening to the things coming out. I'm like, what happened? How did you get to this place? But see, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It doesn't take much to get you out of the word of God. And that's one of Satan's strategies in this hour. And it always has been, really, um, to neglect the word of God. Your personal time with the Lord reading his word. Um, if I may read something to you, the, the exhortation in Second Timothy um, that Paul's writing to Timothy uh, in the second letter of Timothy, chapter 3, verse, I want to start at uh, verse 14. But it says, But continue thou in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them, and that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in, righteous, in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, think about that for a second, what I just read. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Knowing that now, what I just read, why would you neglect so great a salvation that comes through the scriptures? 
the power of the scriptures, of you meeting God in the scriptures. And I'm being reminded right now of Jesus when he said about to the religious people who read the scriptures. This is where it's important now about having the spirit, because there's there's a there's there's a line here. See, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. But these scriptures testify of me. But you won't come to me that you might have eternal life, that you might have life. And see, so the scriptures, when you're reading the scriptures, the scriptures should be reading you. That's why, as it says, oh, if I can find it here, I think I can. The word of God is quick. It's alive. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'm just going to stop right there. That's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It's powerful. It's alive. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of your heart, right? But these scriptures testify of me, Jesus said. So when you're reading the scriptures, if you're not, if I may say it like this in the spirit, if you're not sitting at Jesus's feet and letting the word of God read you, then you're missing it. And that's why I think that the, the charismatics back in the day used to kind of look down on those people because the people, they wouldn't take the word of God for what it really said, you know, about the gifts of the spirit. May I just say we are to pursue spiritual gifts why would you not it's written in his word so why not be a do a, a doer of god's word and not just a hearer only deceiving your own selves right so what it comes down to is jesus the son of god is he your lord have you made him lord and i'm seeing that in front of me and I'm seeing that people who have made him Lord have turned from him. They turn their backs. And let me just say, I'm not anybody special. I have done the same. I've turned my back on him in more than one occasions. He will testify of that. He reminds me <laughs> to bring me back. But the goodness of God is, is the gift of repentance. If God's drawing you back to himself, that is the mercy of God. There's mercies are new every morning for you to receive, for me to receive. I choose by the grace of God to receive those mercies today. And so that I can be more merciful to those who have not received those mercies. And so the importance, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay, so that tells me right there uh, the exhortation. He's saying continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of. And from a child, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Again, the scriptures being there should take you into that communion and relationship with the Lord. So that when the Lord's word is reading my heart and I'm being convicted, I'm not going to, by the grace of God, forget what he just wrote upon my heart. If he's convicting you of something in this hour, agree with your adversary who happens to be God. 
we, we, we don't want to even say that. People are afraid to say that. No, he's my best friend. He's that. Your best friend is going to tell you the truth about you. You know, I, I appreciate anybody who's told me the truth over my life, even in my unsaved condition. I still remember one friend of mine in particular. He just told me the truth. He said it in such a nice way. He said, you're a great guy, but when you do this and da-da-da, and it just, it hit me, and it's, it's remained with me to this day. And I'm thankful that he was telling the truth, you know, about my condition. Yeah, you're this and that. And it's like Jesus in Revelation. Yeah, yeah, I know you're doing this and doing it, but I've got this against you. And that's that one thing that God wants to get at. And so, <clears throat> again, um, Satan's strategy is for God's people to neglect the word. I want to say this. I want to qualify that. I will never be able to blame him for me neglecting God's word. That's a personal responsibility. Okay? But if he can get people to fill those pulpits and, and just say, preaching everything and anything but the word of God, he's doing that too. He's got his servants. You see what I'm saying? He's got his people that, you know, they, they, they transcend themselves. They, they, you know what I mean? They, they change into, a, into an angel of light, but they're really darkness. And Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by what they're producing, okay? And uh, one of the things is 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 one of the things I'm recognizing right now in a false teacher is that when they minister to people, it's all about the people, and that's how I know that people are deceived. And even you know it even says uh, you know evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And there will always be a congregation, there will always be a following, because that meets the heart of that, say it's um, a greedy heart, um, covetous, uh, just want to get rich and blessed in this life. There's always that following. God will always have people for that, because you're, gonna, you're going to get what you desire. And so if you're a person that just wants to get rich and you just want to get, you know, this and that and just want to be blessed by God, bless me, bless me, bless me, um, you're going to get that. You're going to get flesh and, and then you're going to reap corruption. You know, you sow to the, to the spirit, it's ripe, it's life everlasting. You sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. And so God's word is true. God's word, he cannot lie. And so this is an exhortation to return to the word of God so that you can be convicted of your sinfulness. You can be convicted of your waywardness. You can be convicted in any area that he wants to get at so that the world can begin to get convicted. See, the world's never going to be convicted until you become the conviction of God. Well, if you haven't been humbled and brought low, you're never going to you've never seen your own shortcomings or your sins your trespass or whatever it may be how can you expect anybody to hear a word that you're saying which leads me to my next point <clears throat> there's two people saying the same thing <laughs> and 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 one the little congregation or whatever the guy gets up and says, i just said the same thing he said how come you couldn't listen to me and they said because when he said it it was believable and there's some truth to that um, there's a lot of truth in that. That a lot of people are saying things, but there's no power on their words. There's no authority on their words. And uh, 
I want to read to you uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 12. Uh, Let's see here. Bear with me just a second. In the Gospel of John, chapter 12, I'm probably going to read in verse 44 uh, through the end of the chapter, verse 50. Uh, Jesus cried and said, He that believes on me believes not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that sees me sees him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Um, I love reading the scriptures. Um, there's just something very powerful about it. And especially if you're on the receiving end, you just know there's a witness in your spirit of even reading out loud the scriptures. Um, but <clears throat> he that rejects me, verse 48, Jesus's words, he that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. Okay. First of all, Jesus, when he speaks, he's not here to judge you. He's not here. He's here to save you. Okay. But he goes on to say, he that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Verse 49, for I have not spoken of myself. That's huge to me in this hour. I have not spoken of myself. In other words, what I'm speaking is not coming out of my flesh. Okay? What I'm speaking is coming out of a heart-to-heart relationship with my Father. And then my Father speaks to me and He gives me commandments that I'm to give. And so He says, for I have not spoken of myself. In other words, like I'm just not making this up. This is coming out of a relationship with His Heavenly Father. But the Father which sent me He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I love verse 50. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So the rich young ruler, okay, had this word of decrease. Okay, now if he could have obeyed that word, you know, at the end of that word, he said, come, take up your cross and follow me, and you'll have riches in heaven. He couldn't even hear you'll have riches in heaven, because if he had heard that, he would have considered, wait, what am I doing here? See, all this in this life is going to pass. It's going to all come to an end. And all that's going to matter is, did you do the will of God? Did you allow God to work a salvation in your heart? Did you attend to God's word? Did you allow the word of God to work a work in you? Okay, that produced a Christ likeness in you that when people revile you, you don't revile back. You actually follow in the steps of Jesus. You know, 
um, when people are running their mouths on you or lying or you're mistreated or you're treated as the sinner, you actually allow that to happen. You don't defend yourself. You don't, you know what I'm saying? He was crucified. Hear this, please. Jesus was crucified in weakness. There was nothing in him that could defend or fight back. He was trusting in his heavenly father to complete such a great salvation. And it's all in him. It's all about Jesus. It always was about Jesus in a good, respectful way. He is our salvation. There's no other way to God. There's no, there's no other way unto God but through his son. That is the good news that Jesus made a way. Wow, he is the salvation of God. He is the light of the world. He is your light. He is the lamp. He is the word of God made flesh. And his, his example to us says that, you know what? You can come up and you can do this. You can walk in my steps. It's going to be costly. And I want to say, if you're sitting in a, in a congregation uh, and you're... This pastor or teacher, whoever's up there teaching, okay, is afraid to offend you and you're picking up on that, you are losing the riches of heaven. You are losing something. You cannot be afraid of what people think or what they say. You, you can't. you gotta, you got to lift up the standard of God. You know, preach the word. Paul went on to tell Timothy, preach the word. And I like this translation right here. Constantly raise the unchanging standard of God. No matter what, you lift up the word of God. You constantly raise the unchanging standard of God. That's what we're called to do. That's what we must do. When you're speaking, people should be hearing the spirit of Jesus coming out of you. When you're living before them, you are the, 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 the epistle that they're reading. People are reading you, whether you believe it or not. They are reading you. And they can see whether you're sincere or not. That's why you ever being around in a workplace. And they know who the lazy people are. I've heard people. I've been sitting around talking with them lately. And it's like, it'll just come out. Somebody just quit. They walk on that. And all of a sudden, some of the, the character traits of that person just came out because the people live with them every day. They work among each other every day. And one of said to this one sister, she said, oh, yeah, she was a good worker as long as people were watching her. And I went, wow. <laughs> uh, interesting that people put, picked up on that. Now, I couldn't pick up on that because I wouldn't I wouldn't with her. I had another uh, a job to attend to, so I don't I don't do that. I'm not among a lot of people in, in inside, but uh, it's just interesting how people know they're reading you every day. So I'm saying to you, allow, return to the Word. <clears throat> okay, become like Him. You will become like Him if you allow Him in. You see, he that believes on Me, you see. That's not just that day that you received him for salvation. And, you, and he's not talking. He that continually believes on me. He that continually continues to follow me. That's a whole other subject. But follow the Lord. I'm thinking of John 6 right now. The word got pretty tough with them. The word, the commandment that came to them was ordained to life. That word that was speaking to that rich young ruler, that word was ordained to life. It, it, it had a, it, it had a, 
and had life in it. If he had obeyed, he would have come into life like never before. And if you continue to follow me, you're going to have rewards that I can't even put into words. The things that that God has prepared for those who love him, meaning those who obey him. And so this is the exhortation today to return to the Lord, return to the word and not just to the word without the Lord. Okay, return to the Lord, return to the word. You need the word and the spirit so that we can grow up. I want to say go up, but, you know, you so that you can grow up. First Corinthians 13 used to be in my early years, the love chapter, right? It's read at what weddings, funerals, whatever. But when, as I progressed and as I grew up a little bit, I, I was looking at that whole first Corinthians 13. And you know what? To me, it's it's the growing up. It's the maturing. See, when I was a child, I spake. I thought I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So it is a time to return to the Lord. Return to his word with all your heart. And let him begin to convict. Let him begin to judge those things. Better to be judged today than to be judged in that day. And that's what I just wanted to close with, with, this, with this thing. This word that, that Jesus is speaking, okay? The word that I have spoken, it will judge him in that day. Meaning this, the, the rich young ruler walked away and it was almost like it was a judgment seat for him, if you can hear that. The Lord comes and it's a judgment seat of Christ, meaning it, 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 you're being judged right now. You want to be perfect? You want to be like me? Really? It's going to be costly. Okay, you need to sell all you got because you're trusting in the things that you got. You're trusting in your, your finances. You're trusting in your, your, your prosperity. Okay, I don't want you. I want you to trust on me. That's what it's going to take. Now, Jesus didn't say that to him. That's what he's saying to me right now. I'm removing this because you're trusting in that is that like that's going to keep you in this life. And I'm telling you, I'm your salvation. I will keep you no matter if you got a dollar or a million dollars. I will keep you in that. That's what he was trying to remove his self-sustaining of self-provision for himself. And so that word, he walked away and it can happen to us, too. You can walk away and you can go back to church. I don't want to hear that commandment. It's ordained to life, but it's death. It brings death to me. Why? Because there's death in some form happening to you. It's going to cause you to, to put something to death in you that uh, it could be an affection. It could be anything. It has to go. If you want to walk with him, that has to go. Or you're not going to move one foot in him. And then you can go back to church and have a form of godliness. And I don't know, you might be saved, might not. I, okay, you might, you know. But to have rewards in heaven, you have to be an overcomer. And that will probably be our next subject, but not on this. I'm running out of time, folks. I hope something I said encouraged you today. Um, it encourages me. The Lord has blessed me. He has encouraged me. He's given me time to actually pull aside and seek him again. And there's no greater thing on earth. There's no greater privilege than being entrusted with the word of God. And so I bless you today and I thank you for tuning in. And I hope to... To, to do this again soon and uh, we'll pick up hopefully right where I left off. So I just want to say be safe and uh, God bless.